Jackson and models of Universe 7. I'm Mysterious Jackson on the Mysterious Jackson Show. And what I'm gonna talk about today. Oh boy. Dragon Ball Evolution. One of the most shittiest movies of 2009 and I wish I never saw it. And why is that? I mean, it didn't really make sense. Okay, first off, they didn't get it accurate on a lot of areas. Let's start with the fact that the main character, Kakarot, also known as Goku, was 18 when the time he meets Bulma's Yamcha and others involved he was 14 and Bulma was 15 but in the cartoon in an English dub they had to make him seem younger so they made him seem like he was 12 when he was actually 14 Now let's get started on who plays the characters. The film was produced by James Wong, and I forget the other guy who directed it. But the person who plays Kakarot, Justin Chaplin. Okay, first of all, let me just address the elephant in the room. I didn't hate Justin Chatwin until he played Kakarot. He, to me, was a decent actor up until that point. He was, um, in the, uh, sequel to Baby Genius. In other movies, but to me, he's a B-ring actor, and he didn't know how to capture the character of Kakarot. He really didn't. And I've seen the movies in uh, different areas, and then different uh pronunciation or language and like one of the scenes he's like come on Bulma we gotta find the dragon ball when everybody knows Bulma wanted to use Kakarot's dragon ball and she thought um he should tag along with her but, um, the line, it goes, it's supposed to go, Come on, Bulma, let's find the Dragon Ball. And then, due to the fact that Krillin is not in the movie, Yamcha is in the movie, but they, they shitted on Yamcha in the movie. Um... 
the guy playing Mastrosi didn't really bother me. And then Boma, the co-star of the show, um, she only had one strand of blue hair. And how they rushed everything, it was just not accurate to the movie at all. And then how about the fact that Kakarot wanted to go to uh, a party and he's like, Come on, Grandpa, show me how to get the girl. Help me get the girl. Oh. Kakarot does not need to know how to get any girl. His strength, his willingness, and his charm and his naivete helps him get the girl and see how caring and considerate, considerate he is. He's a noble warrior who doesn't really understand how real life works because he's not from planet Earth. He is adopted and was raised by one of Master Roshi's students, Grandpa Gohan. And the only reason why that is is because his adopted grandfather really didn't want to leave him alone. So he offered to take him in, and plus, he didn't know what his real name was, and he was just crying, so when he picked him up, and called him Goku, he started to laugh. And that's when he gave him that name. And then he's like, he's getting bullied. In high school, if anybody tried to bully Kakarot, he'd just knock him out with one wind punch. Or one one blast or one punch and then they're laid out. Kakarot knows what to do when a bully comes around. And Geeko, what the hell? Like... This movie was just all around terrible, and you can tell it was rushed. And let's address the Nilla elephant in the room. Where the hell was Krillin? And where the hell was Pilaf? My. Well, my was working. My was working for uh, King Piccolo, which was stupid. And, uh, there was no Shao, or Shu as he's called in the, in the dub. And, there was no Oolong, and there was no lunch, and then... How Chi-Chi met Kakarot didn't make no sense 
She never met him in high school. He never made fun of her name. All of Kakarot's innocence, they just totally disregarded that. And the CGI was just not worth it. And I didn't really feel that that movie should have been made. Yeah, and they were going to have Pan in it. And people were like, well, I thought you loved Pan. And I, I do. But I will not allow the movie to shit on an iconic character. Along with Kakarot. Because Pan and Kakarot are some of the characters I voiced when I was a voice actor. And Pan, for that reason and other reasons alone, why it has a personal connection with me. And, um, plus, I've talked to the original voice actor for Pan, Elise Bowman, but before her, it was somebody by the name of Susan. I don't really know what happened to her, but she was the starting point for Pan. And then Elise Bowman came in, who is a dear, dear friend of mine. How are you doing, Miss Bowman? Yeah, and like the CGI was in wrong places, like when Kakarot finally went the Ozaru form, he was just half human and half Ozaru. That's not how the Ozaru is supposed to work. And then you can tell he didn't know too much about the show. And then when he was interviewed on it, he goes, well, a lot of people watch this show, and a lot of people like it, and it was a cool show, and yeah, that's it. No, that's not why people liked it, or like it, or still love it to this day, and watch it. They like it and watch it because it pays tribute to all forms of martial arts. And with it being <clears throat> based on, loosely based on Journey to the West, and with it going on space adventures and going to different timelines and having transformation and cool powers. And with the show playing references to actual people. And then aside from that, the creator, Akira Toriyama, he loves his martial arts stuff. And not only that, before it was called Dragon Ball, it was called Dragon Ball Power because before it was a comic, and before it was an anime, 
in the 70s, it was called Dragon Power. It was a video game first called Dragon Power. And Kakarot will go around collecting sandwiches and destroying enemies and then collecting the Dragon Balls. But they were called Dragon Orbs. And the Kamehameha Wave was called the Turtle Wind Wave. And then when he saw how popular his game was, he was like, oh, I want to make it into a manga cut. So that's what he did ultimately. And then it got popular when Fuji TV picked it up in the early 80s. Because Fuji TV is a big Japanese broadcasting TV station in the 70s and the 80s. And it was a huge honor for Kerechayama to be picked up by them in Toei because he worked hard for his work. He is also responsible for Dr. Slump, Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior, and many others. He's made some of the bosses and produced some of the music for Dragon Quest and Dragon Warrior and Dragon Ball. So, for those who say that, you know, Dragon Ball GT isn't canon, happy to disappoint you, but it is. And he is the creator of that. And had they, you know, focused on the material and not tried to make a quick buck and hired some, a decent actor to play Kakarot, I would be fine, but no, they had to get Justin Chatwin. There's not too many memories that I have of him that are good. Like, I had nothing against the guy up until he played Goku in Dragon Ball Evolution. And it, it was ugh. He, that movie should not have been made. And... It was a disgrace to all Dragon Media. The only good grace of coming out of that was that it made Akira Toyama want to write the manga again and bring Dragon Ball back. And, and that's why he's making the movies like Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection of Frieza, okay, or also known Pikachu no F, or Dragon Ball Super Broly, and that was also, those three movies I named, those were all great movies. Do they have their problems? Of course. Every movie does. But people don't look to watch it just to tear it apart. They look to enjoy it. 
because it's been some years since there were Dragon Ball movies. There weren't no Dragon Ball movies for a while. And these qualities of the movies that are coming out now are great. And I'm like, to be honest with you, I'm looking forward to the to the new one. The Dragon Ball Super Superhero movie. A dumbass name. But I'm intrigued to see where they go with this movie. Because they um got one of the characters from the um Dragon Dragon Power game. And I'm looking forward to see who they got to play Pan and I hope um, Miss Bowman is playing Pan, or if not her, have Susan play it. Because although I really love, I would love to have Miss Bowman play Pan because when she plays Pan. I feel the energy from Pan, and that's what you would want as a voice actor. You would want to relate to the characters and identify with them. I don't like when somebody plays a character and you can't identify with them or you can't relate to them. It just destroys the purpose for me. So if they can get Elise Bowman to play Pan, I will be extremely grateful and satisfied. And make it into the story, if the series does come back, where she can develop um, the ability to go Super Saiyan, she deserves it. She deserves it. I mean, because the character Yama says she has the potential to go Super Saiyan, she's a quarter Saiyan. And as long as you have and in your DNA, you're able to go Super Saiyan. Hell, they made a what if Krillin was a Saiyan and he was able to go Super Saiyan and he's not even a Saiyan. So, just stay away from Dragon Ball Evolution. It stinks. It's one of the worst movies of 2009. Even Michael Jackson said months before he died not to watch the movie. He says, and I quote, I'm a huge fan of Dragon Ball, but if any respectable fan of this shitty movie, I would not want any of my fans or anybody to see this movie because you can't take it back and I'm a fan of Dragon Ball and I really love Bardock and Goku and um I really don't want to hate Dragon Ball so do not see this movie it's garbage it's BS and it's a waste of your money 